You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. Visit bpn.fm to discover more. In this episode, we'll discuss Broadway's New York, New York, Prima Facey starring Jodie Comer, and Taylor Swift's Eras Tour. This is Half Hour with Jeff and Richie. Half Hour! What's up, everybody? It's Jeff and Richie, your co-host, and we're bringing you our weekly conversation on the top theater and pop music topics of the week. And as always, this conversation may feature some spoilers, so you have been warned. But we're going to get right in it today because we have some a lot of topics to talk about, yeah, and that's... we're going to go right over to Broadway land and the last musical that we saw this season. So it's New York, New York. Yes, at the St. James Theater in New York City, we have New York, New York, <laughs> a musical with musical lyrics by John Cantor and Fred Ebb, written by David Thompson, co-written by Sharon Washington, additional lyrics by Lin-Manuel Miranda, and direction and choreography by Susan Stroman. Stack team. Yes. And I was going to say, you know, we'll talk quick about our likes and dislikes with this. Um, If we're going to end this episode talking about Taylor and we're going to spend the middle of this episode talking about Jodie Comer, I'm going to just start by talking about Anna Uzile because to me, she was everything for me. I remember hearing her sing one of the songs in this and leaning to you and saying, there's the Tony nomination. Do you remember mm-hmm. that? I said, there's the Tony nomination. And then she didn't get a Tony nomination. They get one in the big snubs. It doesn't make any sense to me. I, I think I, I think Colton Ryan is fine. I, I don't understand how he gets a Tony nomination and not her. There's a lot going on with just, well, there's a lot going on in the show because there's just <laughs> too much going on, I think. Um I will say another highlight other than Anna's amazing performance is some of Susan Stroman's brilliant direction and choreography. I think there's some really nice moments. The steel pier tap dancing is so Susan Stroman. And 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 she just is so good at what she does that I actually don't think this is the best thing I've ever seen her do. I mean, everyone knows the producers is like the biggest thing she ever did, Mm -hmm. right? And along with many other things, but... I just thought this was mm, this was missing something to me. Yeah, what what was the show for you? It was just con- chaos and chaos. confusion. It's a good way. And multiple subplots in multiple moments. I couldn't attach myself to any characters other than Anna's because I really thought she was it for me. Yeah. And I was like, wait, what happened to that person? Wait, where are we going now? Yeah. And it just... If that's supposed to highlight the chaos of New York City, but you you got to give us a little bit of a, a thorough plot. Um, chaos, yeah. It was just, it just didn't hit the mark for me. It's confusion, although it's doing really well at ticket sales. It got well, a bunch of Tony nominations. That. I think that's so. a big thing to talk about here is this falls into my, one of my categories of checkbook musical, checklist musical. Mm-hmm. Uh, just goes down the list of does it have it and can we put it into the musical? So dancing, singing, forced storylines, if you name it, it was in this show. And it really, really needed a few more edits, I think, before coming to the Broadway stage. Yeah. Because there too was long. just too long. way too many things going on for you to follow. You don't know who you're supposed to feel bad for. Are you supposed to feel bad for anyone? It's just, it was messy. It was messy. And I... I'm going to say this, but I think Colton Ryan is probably one of the most overrated people in Broadway right now. I don't know how he got the Tony nomination. There was, like, basic acting happening up on that stage. Things that just weren't even working. He's 
playing the piano playing in quotes at times and i'm like what is he doing and it was so over the top i've seen him in other things and i've seen him well in other things yeah. this just didn't seem like a, a right casting to me well the it best just... thing that we did see him do was dear evan hansen he was evan hansen when we, saw when we missed yeah. ben platt yeah. doing it and but then i didn't <clears throat> like it in a girl from north country and now in this and him being a leading man definitely he needs some more just focus i think in his yeah, performance it's a little, a little place. you know i Highlight for me, I did love the scene changes. I thought they were done yes. effortlessly. I thought the, and... the 30 second scene changes were better than some of the scenes. Yeah. And speaking of scenery, uh, Beowulf Borat, who we love Beowulf oh. scenery, this was an incredible set. Yeah. And Beowulf always knows what he's doing with scenery. I think it's just wonderful. And uh, I 100% <clears throat> agree with you that Anna Azule was totally snubbed of this yeah. nomination because, <clears throat> and her doing New York, New York was just beautiful. And I think it was incredible. And she wasn't imitating Liza from the right. movie, she was doing her own thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and Emily Skinner. Oddly miscast, I think, but I love any moment I can see Emily Skinner sing live on stage. I think she's an underrated Broadway talent. But, but if you told me she was in the show, I wouldn't have yeah, remembered that. Yeah, yeah. And, and it's like, what are you doing in this world? I don't know. Just a, it's it a seemed huge, very messy to It's me, a the huge tourist trap. It's going to do well. It's doing Selling well. Until because until January it's, now, yeah. You know, it's New York, New York. People want to go. They're coming to New York. They to want to hear the, someone the sing cliche, New York, New York. Right, it right. is what it is. And it's Gander and Ebb, and I don't. I certainly don't think it's Gander and Ebb's best score. I think Chicago and Cabaret are wildly up yeah. above this. But, but, but it, it was just, and and there were entertaining moments, but it was just a little messy to me. And I don't really know what was going on half the time. I really don't. I couldn't tell you if someone said, "Well, what's the plot?" I don't know what I would say. I'm like, well, it's about this family and then this family and then that guy and then that girl and then New York. And I'm like, what? I just like, seems... let's make it in New York. Yeah. But the ensemble's killing it. They're really working yeah, the whole time. There's great moments. There's Gorgeous bad moments. Gorgeous costumes. I mean. We're on the fence. Yeah. I'm just not really into it. <laughs> so, know. you know. We're on the fence. We're it's just going to, we're just going to end there with that because we have other things to talk about and this was not our most favorite thing we saw this season but kudos to like i say always say whenever i don't really like something i always like to say there are hundreds of people working on this yes. and they're employed and they're working yes. and, and good for them so right and just because we didn't like it doesn't mean you're not gonna like yeah. it so go check it out and then we're gonna go on to the last play we saw this tony season and after we saw prima facie which we're about to talk about we have now concluded seeing every single musical and play on Broadway in this 2022-2023 season, which is crazy that we saw everything. I can't believe we did. I can't believe Because it. next week you get a whole episode on Tony nomination and Tony prediction, And we can actually give our full opinions on this. So Because we know, know we've seen, we've every, seen show, so. every single thing. And we're going to go over now to Prima Facie um, at the Golden Theater. Um, Jodie Comer is starring in this. It's a play by Susie Miller, directed by Justin Martin. Huge hit in London, comes to New York, gets extended, is playing till July 2nd, one-woman show. Oh, gosh. We're going to shift here now from New York, New York, over to yeah, They're going to be more opposite <clears throat> things to talk about. Yeah. But, but we had to get them in because we are running out of weeks and there are so many shows this season. <laughs> this, um, this show. This I'll just start Prima Facie. Yeah, go. I walked out of that theater and Richie started talking to me and he's like, are you going to like say anything about this? And I told him I literally can't because I was just left so speechless at the end of this show that this is like what actually goes on in the world. It's just so sad. And what I'm talking about here is uh, sexual assault cases and how they are handled in court and how they just target that topic alone 
was just done so well. And I have to applaud Jodi so much for this because she is killing it and she deserves every little bit of that Tony nomination. She is a force and she is not just on the stage. She is like in the scenery, becoming the stage. She is everything I've never seen. I, it's very hard for me to think of when I've seen a performance where a woman is just commanding my attention for a hundred minutes mm-hmm. in a way like she is doing. Mm-hmm. And the fact that she has almost no stage experience in the professional setting, like of Broadway and she's done so much TV, but I'm watching this and I'm like, how are you doing this eight times a week? Mm-hmm. And we were sitting pretty far back and I still felt so captivated. And we saw some other one-person shows this year. Mm-hmm. And it's hard <laughs> when you see some that are just comedy and some that are drama and right. some that are storytelling and some that are scripted and some that are not. This was out of control. The, the premise of the plot is astonishing to me. How she starts this play and how she ends this play. And in the middle, what happens to her and how she deals with it as a victim. I am just... I don't know. Yeah, so speechless. I feel like I still am speechless. Like, I'm thinking back to this performance now. And first of all, the writing of this show was just done so well. How you could take someone who has to defend victims sometimes in court or the opposing side. And, you know, the whole, you're innocent until proven guilty and how hard it is to prove someone guilty in a sexual assault case. She just explains like, oh, you can find a fault in anyone's story to twist it. And how in the beginning of the show, she's on top of everything where she's like, I'm going to win for my client. I'm going to do this. And you slowly watch her start realizing things until she is assaulted. And once that happens, she starts going through the motions in her head that, She's never going to win her own case, even though that she's been assaulted, because she knows the system so well. And you watch this woman just go up, up, she's on top of the world, she's on top of the world, and then deflate. And you're like, whoa, which is kind of the whole, like, until it happens to you, Mm -hmm. what do you do? Mm -hmm. And I'm just watching this, and I'm like, I feel so bad. And you know, and the way that they were just twisting her words, even when she's sitting in court, you're like, how often does this happen? And I wanted to bring something back to this because last week we talked about Kesha. And this is the same thing that Kesha has gone through, that she had to go to court with this case against Dr. Luke and lose almost, fighting this battle over and over again. That's why she's putting those words into her music. So it's interesting to see that, you know, in multiple areas of life, this is still happening to people over and over again. It's astonishing. It's eye-opening. And it's, it's and then the piece is done theatrical. Mm-hmm. The scenery, we're going to give spoilers, you know, if you haven't seen it, the scenery rising, the mm-hmm. books that she pulls out and how they all lit up at the end to show these multiple cases surrounding her. Yeah. The rain I, I'm always a fan of rain on stage. Yeah. I think it's the coolest effect. I mean, no matter do- if it's the most joyous thing in the rain or the most tragic prima facie, rain can just, and she is soaking wet and it's just ruining her in that moment. Mm-hmm. Just the way this, she's all over that stage telling this story. I'm captivated by her. And I, the direction in this was just out of this Incredible. Room. Incredible. You know? It's haunting 
at some times you feel like it could be done with 10 people playing all these people. And at times I'm like, nope, it works just like this. I, it, it's also going to be made into a film we heard recently with Cynthia Revo, and I wonder: Did Jody give up her rights of first refusal on this? Was she asked to do this? Because I'm shocked that Jody's not doing this. Maybe she said, "Oh no, put, give someone like Cynthia this role." I don't know. You mm-hmm. don't really know. But I remember the lights coming up at the end of this, and it's interesting how when we leave, we leave so many shows, right? And if it's a comedy, we're like, "Oh my god, that was great! This is the best thing." Or when it's a drama, we're like. Oh, but this was something different for me. I remember getting up from my seat, like, okay, let me just like stand up. We're gonna grab our jacket. We're gonna go, and I look around, and all these women are hugging each other. Yeah. And it, it maybe they were hugging people they came with. Maybe they were hugging the stranger next to them. But just women hugging women, being like, I sat next to you for 100 minutes and listened to this, and I just want to give you a hug. Mm-hmm. And I'm sitting there like. Wow, I'm watching this, and I'm like, this is something that is so difficult. Um, there is a pamphlet in the program that okay. discusses some interesting statistics about sexual assault in the United States is an epidemic, is what it says. It says every 98 seconds, someone in the United States is sexually assaulted. And there's many, many stats here. One that really stands out to me, two, actually, it is estimated only 19% of all rapes are reported. It's like mm-hmm. a staggering low number. Only about 5% of rapes reported to the police leading an arrest. Like an extremely staggeringly low number. Um, it's insanely astonishing when you read these stats. And theater, what I always say, theater is meant for any story, for mm-hmm. anybody to be up there telling. And what a better person to tell this, I think, than Jodie Comer. I remember walking in being like, ooh, this will be interesting. What's the Tony best leading actress yeah. in a play going to go to and i said i left there saying oh it's it's obviously her it's yeah. very obvious you know this story too just had so much thought out moments where she is playing multiple roles going back and forth which was interesting because we saw another play do that multiple times where people had to play other characters and the way they just did this it really worked sometimes it like Having her move around the stage, you know, she wasn't just sitting at a table the whole time and retelling a story. You just felt every moment. And even the the moment of her getting sexually assaulted. and When she's on the floor, yes. And she's doing this multiple times a week. I don't know how she does it. How does she do it? I was talking to someone else who had seen it. And they were like, how do you think she does it? She must sleep all day. She must really have to for her own sake, just like mentally check out for the night. I mean, it's got to be difficult what she's doing every day and twice sometimes in one day. Um, It, it, it just hit, it, it, it just hit right. It was, it was a story that needed to be told that was told well, that was important and everyone needs to go see this. Yeah. And it's just, it's just, they can, I know, I know we got tickets and it's like almost sold out the whole run for all of June. Um, But wow, what a way to end this season. Yeah. And Jodie Comer, like, you'll be back on Broadway, right? Like, maybe? No. I hope so. Like, oh my gosh. But what a season. And this was wonderful to talk about these shows. And now we're done, everyone, with this season. I still can't believe it. (laughs) I can't believe it either. And also, 
we, starting next week, we go, we get ready to go into the next season. We have Grey House, which is the first play of the season, um, opening very soon. We're heading over to that soon. Once upon one more time coming up in a few weeks, we're heading over to that. So we have a new season to start right away. <laughs> um, but we, before that, of course, have the biggest, best, best day of the year, the Tony Awards. And so we're going to have some Tony um, predictions next week. So you're going to want to listen in because the whole episode is going to be about predictions. And I will say, Jeff has some thoughts that I don't. And I have some thoughts that Jeff's don't. We do differ on some of the categories this year. So you're going to want to tune into that next week as we I'm wrap very up. smart with the Tonys. I always He always it. wins. Because he says what he thinks is going to win and I put what I want to win and that's not always the same thing, you know. But I got to get a little smarter with my predictions. Yeah, you have to know what the Tony voters are going to pick. Yeah, it's yeah. very obvious a lot of the times. So. Not all the time, but a lot of the times. This year, some of the categories are really easy. This year, there's some really... I actually think that this year is going to be harder for me to make my choices because I have seen everything and some years we haven't seen. Yeah. So I was just guessing. Well, yeah. yeah. Now that I've actually seen the performances, it's harder for me to take a guess because, you know, I'm going to probably be a little bit more on the side of like who I really want Mm. to win versus like who I know Mm. will win anyway. So done with theater for today. We're moving over now to Popland, and we went. I'm gonna. This is another thing. I don't even know how I'm gonna start. I'm this gonna, well, <laughs> I'll do the intro on this. We went to Taylor Swift's Eras Tour. The fact that I said that sentence just now because so many people were not able to go to this because of the Ticketmaster fiasco. We did get tickets. We went to MetLife in New Jersey on Friday evening, the first night. And it's important because every night's a little different. Why? Yes. We, we tell people which night we went to. Um, and we went some friends, and we had an incredible time. I will say that I had a wonderful time. I have my thoughts. I had a terrible time. Oh, no. Jeff ah. had the best time ever. <laughs> Jeff is a huge Taylor fan. We have seen Taylor Swift live before with her mm-hmm. reputation tour. We did have tickets to the Lover tour before it was canceled during the pandemic. And now we're here at the Eras tour. I will let Jeff kind of start this off. What were your thoughts? What did you think? <laughs> well, if any everything. Taylor Swift fans are listening, they already know that... Our show is going down in history, probably as one of the best nights for multiple reasons. of the Eras tour. It was announcement after announcement. It was surprise after surprise. And she had a little Easter egg early on in the night about, oh, there's a lot of surprises coming. And I was like, as soon as she said that, I'm like, I don't even know what to expect for the rest of the night. First of all, I'm going to just say the show was incredible. It's probably one of the greatest concerts that I've ever been to. And that's coming from me who sat in the last row of MetLife Stadium. We were way okay. up, way up. Literally last the last row. row of the upstairs. I didn't even know it was the last row. But you know what? When I was able to get the tickets, I just, just grabbed, them. grabbed them. I needed to. Yeah. We only paid like $140. Yeah. So right. It wasn't bad. We, I mean, compared to what some people compared to what right? people are paying, <laughs> sorry, don't be mad. Um, just the things that happened were great. So I've already seen a lot of the show and spoilers before that ahead of time on like TikTok and Instagram and whatnot. But we knew that the Karma featuring Ice Spice was coming out that that night, and then she also released Snow on the Beach with more Lana Del Rey, which is a funny thing that she put on the album, and she also released a single on Friday that was on one of the international versions called Hits Different, so everyone was really happy about those songs. But while we were there, everyone was like, where is this music video? And at this point, she starts saying, I'm going to premiere the music video for you now with Ice Spice. So we got to see the music video first, which was fun. And then she bring, she brought uh, Phoebe Bridgers out for one of the songs that Phoebe's on with her from Red. And 
Later, during the surprise songs, now this is where it gets crazy. <laughs> crazy. <laughs> he thinks I'm a crazy person. He really does. I'm waiting to get uh, my thoughts. Everyone's waiting to know what I think, too, you know, but I can't wait to. I'm just recapping what happened in the night. Everyone knows what happened in the night. It's fine. We get that Jack Antonoff is coming out. One of my idols. I was already on the floor at this point that Jack was performing at this. And she goes, we're going to sing a song that we wrote together. And I started probably hyperventilating a little bit because yeah. Getaway Car is the song that most people want. And that's the song that they did. And that alone, I was happy with. She could have played any other song for the surprise song. But she does that one. And then she walks over to the piano and she starts playing Maroon. Maroon is the the song that every single show wants at their as one of their surprise songs. And because we got it, we won. Okay? Not that it's a competition, but it is. So... And between Jack Antonoff coming out, Phoebe Bridgers coming out again, um, the video premiering, the music video with Ice Spice, and then the very end, Ice Spice herself. And then to out. top it at that, she has Ice Spice come out at the end. Just was an incredible, incredible show. Yeah, it's it was great. I had a really <laughs> nice time. I don't personally understand the like screaming obsessive fan thing that she has. I know everyone has fans. I'm not. He's like, talking about me. No, no, I'm not <laughs> talking about like the many other people there too. It. I like her. Yeah. I like her a lot. I love her music. I I love the theatricality of this. The lighting, the floor being lit the way it was. I had leaned over to you one point and was like, what is the wardrobe department doing downstairs? Because there are so many costumes for this ensemble of dancers. Like, ball gowns and tuxedos and then, like, like everything. I was yeah. just like, wow, there's a lot of props. There's a lot of scenery, props, costumes. It was very theatrical and I loved that. She just... I don't know really who compares to her right yeah. now. Yeah. Because what she's doing... She's a singer-songwriter, yeah. okay? She... Comes from that as a whole. But she is a performer. Yeah. And she is putting on a show. Because you, sometimes you just get entertainers. I think she's more than an entertainer because of all of her songwriting skills alone. Is she the greatest vocalist? You know, she gets by. But she sings fine. I and think she sings better now than she did five years ago. I think right. she's getting some vocal training, I think. But she also sings what she can sing. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Well, she, she writes her own music in her own keys that she works for her. Exactly. She so she, saying. like, in last night's show, she redid Clean. So Clean was done on one of the other shows, and now she did it again. But she changed the key because she wanted to hear how it was in another um, key. Mm. So that's also interesting yeah. because we were talking about this, and I'm like, why is she not repeating songs? Is she doing a documentary on this whole thing? Is she going to do a special release on these surprise songs? There's so many... She's, options here she is really talented she knows what she's doing she's making a lot of money she's making the sales she's also put a ton of music out in the last five years three years and there's a part there is a part of me that's like do this finish this tour with a bang have a great time and then like shh are, are like you being a like, you alone on a taylor swift overload i'm just saying it's okay to go like one year yeah. Without releasing music, without, like, it's okay. Give us a rest for a little bit. Just because I think that's more impactful. When I someone know, goes away she's... for a little bit and then comes back, I'm not saying go away for five years. I'm saying just just take a deep breath. She is really at an all-time high, though. Yeah, and it's like, to and me, I, I really worry mean... that the burnout's going to come if she doesn't just take a second. Well, we already you know? know that Speak Now Taylor's version is coming in July. 
She still has three more Taylor oh, versions, yeah. 1989, Reputation, and, and put those debut. out, and that's fine, and they'll come out, and then I think just, like, it's going to be okay. But she is really talented, and she knows what she's doing. I did have a great time. The thing that's interesting, though, is she released Midnight's in the Fall, yeah. and now she still has these other albums coming out. And by the time the end of the tour happens, does she take a break, or is she already on to the next album because of how far Midnight's will be, um, how far the release date from Midnight's was. Yeah, I, I, I just think, like, when, I, I think of other, like, big stars, and I think of, like, I mean, I guess, like, use Lady Gaga, for example, right? Like, where, what is she doing right now? I have no idea. She, we haven't really seen well, her. She's uh, filming Joker. Right, so she's, like, just, like, kind of off the grid for and a little bit. she's putting out makeup. But when she comes back on the scene, <laughs> she'll be ready to go. Like, it's okay to just dip out for a little bit. And I feel like the Taylor fans demand so much that I worry that this woman is just going to like burn out. I'm like, Taylor, you're so amazing. Just take, just take a minute because there's just so much going on right now for her. But I, and, and listen, there's nothing wrong but with her that. demand is I know. so hot. But she's one person. You know what I'm saying? She's I know, one person. She is someone that is easily keeping up with the demand. Yeah. Yeah. She spaced out the tour the way she needed to. She's only doing weekends. She's traveling when she needs. She's doing it right. Yeah. No, 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 no. I know. She's doing it right. She's clearly doing it right. She's doing it She's right. She's hitting uh, record, records, breaking records, and making a lot of money. And she's got to be tired. Yeah. And also, we had a bird's eye view of what happens when she goes underneath that Oh, yeah. Stage. When she goes underneath, because we were so high up, the second she gets down there, it's she like runs. Bolt. I'm like, oh my gosh, you have to, I hope she has like, she's like taking care of her mental health and her physical health. And she's really just taking care of herself because yeah. she's busy up three and a half hours. I've never seen a performer other than with costume change breaks perform for three and a half hours straight like that. I've never seen a length like that. So really impressive. Yeah, we had a great time. Loved it. Um, amazing. And to, I mean, for me, top five concert I've ever been to. Oh, it's the top. Yeah. It's the top. I don't know how she'll top it. Yeah. I said that after Reputation. So. Yeah, Reputation was great, too. <laughs> um, all right, we're moving on in these last few minutes here onto our pop music drop, where Jeff chooses the six top pop songs of the week, and I let you know my thoughts on them. So we're going to go right away with the top six here. Jeff, let's hear Top it. six. <coughs> Are they the bop or the flop? Anyway, speaking of Taylor Swift, we're going to start with Taylor Swift and the remix of Karma with Ice Spice. Love it. Bop. I love seeing it live. I love hearing it. It's great. And I love the song. Yeah. And I love the music video. Shout out to that Wizard of Oz throw, throw in there. with the so, and Also, there's so many Easter eggs in that music video. Yeah. We won't get into them, but yeah, there's a lot there. Ice Spice is going to take over the world, it seems She's like. She's really getting pushed to the forefront by Taylor. Yeah, it would be interesting to see what she does after this, because she's really been given a wonderful platform. So Yeah. Yeah. And from New York. Yeah. And she's great. Michael Madrano and Funk LeBlanc, uh, LSD Part 2. Bob, love it. Love, love him. He's great. Love yes. him. That disco. We love Michael. That disco. Yes. Arlo Parks, Devotion. I put vibe bops because I like this vibe. Vibe bops. Really vibe. Which Arlo Parks also released her album on Friday. So everyone should go check that out. Mm. It's very good. It is a vibe. Um, a, a name to definitely be on the lookout for. Yeah. Uh, now we have a new girl group, Need a Name Bro. And mm. the song is Not a Lot Left to Say. I'm putting kind of floppish for this. I'm not really feeling it. I'm sorry. I think it's great to support the new artist, and I want to get into it more. I just am not feeling this song, unfortunately. No, just not, it's a five. I'm it's a bop. 
sorry. I it's like it's like okay. Is it I, groundbreaking? No. No, I just but couldn't get into it. Okay, something that's was fine. holding me back. I don't know, but it was fine. Uh, Jake Shears, Last Man Dancing. Okay, I put Bop and I wrote Abba Bop. Abba Bop. It's so Abba. <laughs> you know, anytime something, I don't know what is going on right now in the music industry, but everything is becoming 70s Abba, 54 yeah. Below, Dance the Night Away, On the Dance Floor vibe. Yes, and you'll know if this is just a resurgence of that sound more than ever. And it, between, from groups to solo artists and, I'm just loving it. Yeah, the disco movement is oh, it's in back. back in full force. It's so back. So love it. Hopefully and we don't get like another disco sucks moment that people are like, ah, I hate no, disco. No, because there's so many people and there's so many artists now touring in so many places and so many venues to listen to music. There's, all, I think there's just, yeah. you know, no, I don't think so. And last but not least, we got the first single from the Barbie movie coming oh, out from Dua Lipa and that's Dance the Night. This is 54 Below Bop. <laughs> I am loving it. I'm like, oh. It's, it's just a leap of realness. Yeah. I really love her. I really, really do. And the music video was good, too. It's a bit, Some people are on the fence with it, though. Oh, no. I love it. Weird, right? Someone commented on our video and was like, oh, okay. that's the most generic song I ever heard. No, I love it. <laughs> I, Dua's got a vibe. And, I, and Dua, yeah. We saw her live last yeah. year. I loved it. I mean, it definitely fits her image. Yeah, yeah, so. yeah for sure. Uh, that Barbie soundtrack um, is stacked. Yeah, and the movie looks like it's going to be like camp realness, I yeah. think. I think I, I just can't wait for it. It I looks it's like gonna it's going to be a fun time. Fun summer movie. Some of the names on that, Ava Max, Charlie XCX, Lizzo, Nicki Minaj, all on the Barbie soundtrack. And weirdly, there's two unannounced songs on there that just say like track three and like track seven so we don't know who else is I gonna think be i have an idea of who one who? is it should be obviously someone with the name based off the movie so like barbie barbara streisand <laughs> <laughs> right Not like barbara no. just comes out with a brand new disco song barbie barbara i mean come on it's marketing gold it's she's who else is a pop star with the same name I'm sorry. I called it here first, y'all. If you see Barbara Streisand, please. Keep dreaming. Not happening. It's my dream. (laughs) Keep dreaming. Oh, Babs. I can't. I just, I don't know. But I can't wait for the movie. It's going to be great. So. Oh, Oh, my gosh. We're out of time. We talked about so much today. But, uh, yeah, this was really, really Mm -hmm. Well, we hope you enjoyed this episode. So leave us a comment on wherever you listen to the podcast and make sure you subscribe on all of our channels. Uh, you can find us on Instagram and TikTok at Half Hour Podcast. So join on, on our conversations as we would love to hear from you. But that's all we have for today. So thanks again for listening. Thank you for listening. We got that Tony nominations recap so thoughts next week. It's a yes. whole episode. I can't wait. So mm-hmm. tune in next week. Thanks so much for listening. I'm Richie. And I'm Jeff. Saying ta-ta. Bye. Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theatre Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theatre professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the Rise Theater directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E dot org because only together we rise.